Coffee matters most when cared for from plant to cup. We're committed to roasting and delivering a coffee drinking experience to be remembered. This podcast is brought to you by Cielo Coffee. If I beatbox it, you could do the little intro bit. Are you ready? As long as you don't do that boots and cats thing. I'm not Siri. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So this is our very... Oh, you've started. (laughs) I said I could be... (laughs) I thought you said if I do the intro... What do you mean beatbox Yeah, you've got to wrap it. Oh, I was just going to beat you up. Oh, go on then. So here's our very own roaster, Linda, with her... Not only can she roast great coffee, but she can beatbox (laughs) better than Siri. Go. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, that's it. I think I just threw up a bit. <laughs> wow. Oh my days, that's too much. That's well, I think good, that's, actually. I think that's a hidden that. talent. We've yeah. been married quite a few years now. <laughs> How many? Uh, quite a few. And <laughs> I didn't know that you could do that. Yes, you did. Well, I kind of. Have you got any hidden talents? Uh, you mean like your beatboxing? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I had a really weird dream last night. Did you? Which has nothing to do with coffee, but maybe the coffee gave me the dream. <laughs> like they say, the cheese gives you the dreams. Go on then, what but was I it? I was at a... I kind of weirdly was going... I think I was on a journey back with you, back to my house I grew up in, and then for some reason couldn't... I was going, trying to go through the back garden. Like a burglar. To visit. <laughs> I know. And then... We kind of saw some kids playing and then I was like, well, no, it wouldn't be appropriate to go through the back garden. And the neighbours were out the back of the back garden and they went on and we told them we didn't think it was right. And they were like, no, no, you shouldn't. But just hang around here because loads of people are coming. And then all these famous people kind of started showing up (laughs) for this party. And people like, I remember there were people like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> people from me send us like Ian Beale <laughs> like I don't know why but I remember thinking oh he was there and I thought oh that's cool and then I looked around and there was like James Corden was heading yeah, another okay, line result. of people coming up and then they were all kind of walking up like there was coming to a party yeah. kind of almost doing a congo or something but it wasn't but there was that kind of party feel like garden and then somehow I walked around and there was this um like a like a ride at a fate that all that was called Stranger Things and I looked at who was on it and it was the cast of Stranger Things and all the kids you have got such a weird and they were just there and I remember going oh I really like this I'm gonna go and say hello so I jumped on this ride and sat between them and were like oh can we have a picture I was really I really <laughs> love Stranger Things <laughs> uh, and then I, I remember talk- thinking I wonder where Linda is I'm gonna go find her I hope she's talked to James Corden because I didn't catch <laughs> that is weird isn't it but poor old Ian Beale why was he there is he one of your top top idols I'm not sure it. well maybe I didn't realise that <laughs> that's that's a that's a dream and a half can we have that party that'd be cool weird isn't it maybe Nobody it's your 40th maybe it's what's ahead oh maybe anyway, in August <laughs> oh you mean it's actually gonna, they're going to come yeah to maybe the they'll arrive at our house well, they're all invited. Are you uh, warm enough over there next to the heater? <laughs> Getting the prime seat? <laughs> what do you mean? Well, you've got a sofa, 
feet up. Nice well, and heater. you said make yourself at home <laughs> in my office. <laughs> well, it is your, well, yeah, it's shared office now, I think. Shared if office. you brought me in for this kind of malarkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd I have mean, to share your space. Where's my desk? I think you positioned the heater. Well, you positioned the huge desk. And I positioned my backside as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> did I take your seat? It's all right. I'll have this one. Pauper. It is quite warm though. Though, what is that? It's like a thermal. I'm going to leave you to think of the word. Heater. It's kind of it. glows. I don't even know where it's ta- come from, because we do have a, f- a heating system here. But this one's come out of the uh, woodwork. It look, uh, halogen. Yes, there he is, back in the room. They are weird, aren't they? They look like they're out of, um, you know, Doctor Who from the seventies or something. Yeah, don't remember the seventies, but tell me about it. No, actually, I don't. <laughs> well, in I fact, do. I think you do. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> so, uh, oh, there's that laptop over there as well. I need to sort that out. <laughs> The one that our manager poured their water over. Oh, no. I know we shouldn't really go there on a podcast. No, not the death of the map book. (laughs) No. So how many coffees have you had today so far? Um, Not enough. (laughs) (laughs) I'm feeling maxed out. Not enough for going home to four kids. (laughs) (laughs) I got in another shot of espresso, well, double shot. Oh, yeah, you did. I I saw your neck in there. I'm not sure. That's to get me going. (laughs) And then I asked for a mocha and got a flat white. And then I had oh, a no. D60. You need to... I mean, I'd say it was cafe service, but it was you that brought me it. I was <laughs> going to say, don't <laughs> go back to that cafe. It was you. Was it me? I thought you said... You, you said, what, you what said? do you want? And I said, mocha. I'll start with a mocha. Mocha? When do you drink mocha? It's flat well, white never. every day. <laughs> <laughs> don't get the chance. <laughs> Call yourself a roaster <laughs> and you want a mocha. Sometimes. Oh, no, I'm joking. Sometimes. I just could just... Bit of the I just did one of if those. If I could roast chocky choc, cocoa, in that roaster and conch it, I would be making chocolate on the side. I think I did that thing where I was like, I really need to offer Dale a drink and know what he wants. Yeah. And then I was just being polite to you, but I just thought I'd just no, get you, you what I always get you. I believe all of it except for that little bit there. <laughs> and I didn't really listen to what you said. Well, it was fine. It was fine. Coffee. This is all about coffee. Coffee coffee. coffee, 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 coffee. So on this podcast, we're going back to the Uganda series that you can also watch on our YouTube channel, CLO Coffee. And we're just doing a bit of a commentary around some of the background to the videos that you can see there. So video three, we had a great trip out, about what, three hours in the bumpy car? Yeah. Right out into the really remote part of the mountains. Now, Renzori Mountains, obviously, is huge area um, and we heard that people grew coffee in their back garden predominantly no big farms no big commercial entities going on really or very little of that it's mainly people growing uh, coffee in their back gardens and what blew me away was just how these people were like the, most people had jobs and other things going on didn't they and yeah. the coffee was like an extra income yeah, and that's what I loved stuff. about yeah, it definitely. I loved that that you know actually being able to put a buying station in which is what we went to visit in a really remote part of the mountains with not great access so that people could sell 
really on their doorstep they could sell their coffee in rather than have to That's travel right. what took us three hours in a car yeah to the washing station they can just take it to this buying station get yeah. paid in cash there and it's a really um really incredible way really and this is this is quite new in the last year or something is that right yeah so they've tried to get they get trucks up as far as they can to the end of these tracks as high up as they can so that they can build a station there and that's how they choose the location and then people who are then further up the mountains work out how far they can carry how many kilograms of of cherries and bring them down and then they're all run by kind of lead farmers in the area so we went to Umbata didn't we which is where this video is and and met the local people there and and again this kind of washing station is very empowering and it's like they then just empower a few lead farmers in that community don't they to do all the buying and um processing on that of of the buying center and And again the income from coffee seems to for some families be the the money they would then use for maybe schooling and things so the income above that is obviously food and clothing and uh, just living but if they get some extra money in it'll quite often fund a school place or a school place for a second or third child that kind of yeah. thing so it's still a, a valuable income for them yeah cash always helps doesn't it i think now if we were to go back when we go back they he's bought a lot of donkeys to uh yes they have go further they? up the mountain and carry some of the coffee cherries down as far as they can down to the washing station yeah um, because there are still such remote places, but the, obviously the higher you get, you get some different kinds of coffees up there. So um, yeah. different result from varietals. Some great coffees. So that'd be really good to go and see. And really open up the access for people that just couldn't, still couldn't get to the buying stations. And oh yeah, they'd be walking for days with yeah. rotting cherries. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. And it's definitely bringing opportunity to a region and seeing people go home with cash in a whole region so that's that bit on the video where you fell over oh yeah that was funny (laughs) (laughs) video for meet your best mate come on come on he came round with us for the whole was it a day it feels like a week I know (laughs) Um, and took us around everyone's houses and then we got to his and he was so proud. It was brilliant. He's inherited um, some land from his dad. His parents still live there. They're just getting on a bit and he's now looking after the land and he's bought some extra land and he yeah. was so chuffed to show us what Is he's it, doing himself. Yeah, I think the history has been, hasn't it, that when there was less money in coffee, people started to give up on it and yeah. there was a bit of, there was kind of a lack of hope for coffee. It wasn't It wasn't feeling like, even though they were growing this amazing coffee, which is what's ridiculous that we buy and tastes amazing. At that time, there was a there was a season where it wasn't being processed right. It wasn't good access to market and all that. Yeah. And they just didn't, they gave up. And uh, Amon's one of the first people who are really realizing and seeing that through this partnership with the washing station, there's great business. Yeah. And so he's, he sees his future in coffee, doesn't he? Of yeah. Really growing how much coffee he grows and his business around coffee and they really enjoy it i think like the agriculture side of just living on the land anyway which is their history and their inheritance i think to keep some of the family interested in that is really key um if that's what they want to do and that's what they're interested in and they're enjoying it um be interesting to see if it's 
different to, to Kenya and what's happened in Kenya really with all the land being bought um, and being more valuable used for other things because the mm. coffee's reducing there and in decline and I think if places like Uganda and other smaller African countries can come through and see the value of it and have it done in a sustainable way I mean hopefully lessons can be learned from from Kenya and mm. paying you know the it's the commodity price isn't it but paying well and how we can be part of that as speciality roasters and making sure things are being paid for properly and keep coffee exciting we need the beans <laughs> The Renzoris are right on the edge of the national park as well, aren't they? There were no, no crazy animals up in, the, in the in Barter in the no. where we went on this, on these videos. <laughs> but there was one hairy moment, wasn't there, near the village we were staying when everyone was telling us that elephants were on the oh, loose yes. and had crossed the boundary out of the park. And yeah, and then people started to try and get them to turn around and were getting in the way of them. And we were imagining them coming up into our guard <laughs> <laughs> running the other way so while we were with people like joseph um in Mbato, it was really interesting to see how some of the other trades wasn't it and the other ways they're making money and he yeah. was a beekeeper and um part of the work of the guys at the washing station was that they'd started helping um were they were they helping with bees and collect and honey yeah they were doing honey f like farming yeah can't think what it's called is it farming collection <laughs> don't know <laughs> don't know so much about honey but they would yeah it's part of their like an offshoot of their business isn't it to support the the honey business there there was a reason for that wasn't there isn't it is it grow do they are bees helpful for well down when we were down at the children's home if they put all the beehives, like this traditional beehive that's on part six, if they put those all around the boundary of the land, it would keep the elephants away. Ah, uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. it protects the land yeah. from animals. And a bit of income. But obviously, coffee, um, I guess coffee flowers, when it blooms, the bees are going to be useful for pollination anyway. Yeah. So they probably want to encourage that. So they've got these traditional hives that the bees come and set up in yeah and they just make them from all the local trees and weaving and things and so this guy joseph on part six is that's his main thing that he does yeah. isn't it and then he's got coffee as well <coughs> and honey i remember we bought some honey out there didn't we and it was incredibly expensive it actually. was yeah it's more than we'd pay yeah even like for light wasn't it i mean it was a good quality honey but they yeah. really do get quite good cash for honey or have it as a as a treat food, wouldn't they? As yeah. A, but it was, um, it was good, good stuff. So yeah, we'd love you to subscribe um, and go with us on our journey. We've got some weeks ahead and uh, yeah, we'd love you to set out with us. We've got some offers we'll be doing, bits of coffee information we'll be giving you. So it'd be great if you could follow us. And we've got Instagram, we've got Facebook, we've got website we've even got the old tiktok starting which is epic so find us out there it's clo which is just clo coffee and you'll uh, spot us around the place <laughs>